Welcome to Elevated Life, Wisdom That Transforms podcast with your host, Cheryl Roseborough, visionary with self-esteem elevated. Hello, everyone. It's Cheryl Roseborough, your host with Elevated Life, Wisdom That Transforms podcast. This podcast is dedicated to providing you with wisdom and insight to transform your life so you walk in your purpose the way God rightly intended just for you. Since you're listening to this week's episode, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to the first episode so that you can get the framework of how this podcast will help you. All right, to the good stuff. Last week, I shared with you that this week's episode, The Five Laws of Spiritual Strength, is the foundation of what is needed to walk out your transformation with confidence. Isaiah 40, 29 says, He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, He increases strength. And my goodness, I have needed a lot of strength. And the truth is, these laws were my lifeline and they still are my lifeline today. Now, if you're wondering how these five laws came into fruition, Well, let me just be honest and say that it wasn't one of those hallelujah moments while deep in prayer with God for weeks. You see, in 2006, I found out that I had a medical condition that caused some weight gain that my medical insurance would not cover. So I couldn't have surgery. And it was almost six years later or more before I could even have the surgery that was needed. But until that time came, I was advised by my doctor that one of the ways to minimize the condition was exercise. I had a friend who trained athletes and I shared with him my concern. Being the friend that he was, he took some time out of his very busy schedule to help me get the weight off. In one of our sessions, he gave me these laws that apply to physical strength. One thing to know about me is I am always a good, true note taker. I wrote all of these five laws down and kept reading them over and over again. And about a week or so later, I was putting them to use physically. And I mean, I was using them diligently. (laughs) And while I was standing in the middle of the room doing these strength exercises is when God gave me the revelation that these laws had spiritual implication as well. And as I reread them, the light bulb came on. And from that moment forward, these laws has helped me to shift my thinking and see how to use them. And my highly emotional life would not get the best of me as it sometimes would. I told you I would be open, honest and transparent. Sidebar here, since you're listening to this podcast, I have absolutely no clue where these laws came from. The athletic trainer friend and I lost contact over these last few years. And for reference sake, I did a Google search, Amazon book search. To this day, I have not been able to find out who created them. And I do want to give credit where credit is due because these spiritual laws have helped transform my life. I will admit there are times when I've dismissed them or completely forgotten them. But once I see how off track I am, I put them back into use. That 180 turn that I talked about in the first episode helps to keep me focused to walk out my transformation. So I'm going to need you to get a pen and a paper so that you get all that you need from these five laws that have been extremely beneficial to my overall self-development. And I want you to be very intentional about using them. Law number one, develop flexibility. When you develop flexibility in the natural, you prevent stresses, pains, and traumas. When you develop flexibility in the spirit, you prevent the same. I call this the let go and let God moment. <laughs> you move by the voice of God and not by your flesh. John ten twenty seven says, my sheep know my voice. I used to be so rigid. Well, sometimes I am still a little rigid, but everything had to be a certain way, point blank, period. Remember last week I stated that I'm an Enneagram 1 perfectionist reformer 
keyword perfectionist. I want things a certain way and that is just how I'm wired. That doesn't make me a bad person either. There would be people that would try to make me feel like something was wrong with me for being this way. However, as I have learned to be flexible in most things, this has helped. What I have learned and I'm still learning is to drop all of my thoughts, my ideas and agenda and pick up what's God's direction for me. For those that think this is a little extreme, let me share some insight. See, I did me for years and experienced a lot of headache and heartache. When I finally sat still long enough and listened to what God was trying to tell me, I picked up God's agenda. When I picked up God's agenda, although my life, while it has had its challenges, is nothing like what it used to be. See, these laws have helped me remember that God is the ultimate director of all things. And if we stand fast on the promises of God, we see that our lives, while full of character, is a little more peaceful. Trust becomes a major factor. See, God is going to be God. That is a given. Just like myself, your bumps and your bruises will lessen as you begin to be at peace with this truth and learn to be flexible. Here's my transparent moment of what helped with flexibility. Number one, I, Cheryl Roseboro, had to drop the idea that I needed to control the situation. Now, I wasn't trying to control everyone's life. However, it came off that way. I just wanted an expected outcome, so it most definitely came off as me wanting to control people, which was definitely not the case. Second, I had to drop all of my inhibitions. I thought if things didn't happen in a specific way that my entire life would crumble or be in disarray. I was self-conscious of failure and what others would think. So I became stuck in what is called paralysis of the analysis. You know, when you stay in a paralyzed state of analyzing everything, I was restricting and hindering my progress and others around me. Third, which was my major ouch moment, I had to have the last say. This, I must admit, was very detrimental to several of my romantic relationships. I somehow always ended up with alpha men and I'm an alpha female. Tragic if you don't learn how to sometimes just be quiet and listen. I had a response and didn't even know what was said because I was ready to come back with what I had to say. Eventually, over the years, I have learned to take holy hush. But what caused me to move in this manner? See, I worked in corporate America and then in relationships and then in friendships. And at some point, I felt like I was losing my voice. So I wanted to make certain that I would be heard moving forward. That was a lesson learned the hard way. Fourth, I do not need to help God make decisions in my life. I thought that I needed to help God. (laughs) I had to look at the agendas of my prayers. And when my children were younger, I remember there was a house that I prayed for. And I wanted it really, really bad. I knew all my hard work was just about to pay off. It was much more than I really needed. And I thought because I had been faithful that God would just drop this home in my lap. Well, of course, that didn't happen. What God did give me instead was what I needed. I was able to be more involved with my children's school and their school activities. That was just a few minutes away as opposed to 30 minutes away. See, I had time to focus on the start of self-esteem elevated. See, so did God bless me? Absolutely. But I had to be flexible and open to receive what was God's best for me and my children at that time. When I released my rigid thoughts and desires, my small prayers, became a priority in the kingdom and what was a want became a need. There's something to note here about God. Sometimes we pray for things for so long that the want does eventually become a need that is fulfilled. 
based on two things. One, if it is not an idol, and two, if it is God's purpose for your life. I had to let God become the guide. I had to submit. Submission is a word that makes so many people uncomfortable. But we know submission is a whole nother podcast. (laughs) But when I submitted to the will of God, all of the trauma, the drama, and the pain, and the stress in my life seriously began to decrease because the need to control was no longer there. Law number two, develop daily strength. Second Timothy 2.15 says, study to show thyself approved. Reading and studying the word of God is crucial to our daily walk. See, this is the link between prayer and faith. As believers, we need to do our best to live in this to its fullest. It helps in everyday struggle and challenges to use the word of God to build up your strength. And if you're not a reader, or if you're one of those that falls asleep two scriptures in, I have a little secret for you. There's a great website called BibleProject.com. Most of the videos are about between 3 and 11 minutes. They are very engaging and provide insight for what each book of the Bible is about. It gives you proper context. And I have to thank my professor, Jack Levison at SMU Perkins School of Theology for introducing me to this great tool that I have shared with others. And there will be a resources page. You'll be able to get this information on the website. I also suggest that you get a really good study Bible. It helps make sense of scriptures that are absolutely confusing and contradictory. I will admit that it has taken me some time to get back into this daily. For two and a half decades, I spent an enormous amount of time reading the word daily because I wanted to study to show myself approved. But I went through a dry spell where I still prayed every single morning, but my quiet time with reading the word became fewer and far between because I was struggling with my faith. Not because I didn't believe in the word of God. You know that scripture that says, Lord, I believe that helped my unbelief. I was walking in that season and there was so much turmoil that was going on in my life. I struggled with, did God really love me? Now, there are people that saying that the Bible was written by man, but guess what? Everything was written by man. And it is okay to question biblical content. God is not going to be mad because you're asking for clarity. And it is needed because the gospel of Jesus Christ, there's so much information in there that does not make sense. But God is okay with the questions. I promise you he's okay. In fact, your questions just might help others as well. I encourage you that if you have stopped, please go back to it and ask the hard questions. I know I have and I still do. With this law, I began to live out the scripture that I have learned in every situation to be content. A hard lesson, but it did help diminish the emotional turmoil. Law number three, develop core strength. Now here is prayer and meditation is the focus of this law. This is where you get centered. It's your inner strength is grown by meditating on the word and prayer. Prayer is what I use to gain understanding of the scriptures. It is where God meets me and he talks to me. And it's where God is going to meet you and talk to you about your life circumstances and situations. If it's your job, if it's your children, if it's your marriage, if it's your family, if it's just you, God will meet you there. And he's going to talk to you on how to live life with purpose. I just completed my first year with an organization called HeartPaths DFW. Now, this is an organization that teaches the principles of prayer and spiritual formation. 
I grew up in the 70s and 80s, but since the age of 12, we began attending churches that were non-denominational. And we were taught about intercessory prayer, you know, where you pray out loud for an extended period of time. Sometimes it could be 20 minutes, 30 minutes, two hours. But if you grew up in the era where I grew up, you would get locked in the church sometimes and you would pray all night long. Well, guess what? Today, I can't stay up past nine o'clock. B.M. That's it. (laughs) But what was not taught was contemplative prayer practice, such as, you know, breath prayer, centering prayer, or Lectio Divina. I had no clue the number of different prayer practices existed until I started training with heart paths. In fact, my weekly prayer sessions with my group in the journaling is where I continue to get recentered and where God met me and where I was off focus or I was off path or if I was off the beaten path is where God spoke to me and said, here is what I want and need for you to do. And as I continue to deepen my relationship with God, I am learning that even in my dry season, God still met me. See, I thought God was not even there in that time period, but he was there because he knew I still had so much word inside of me because I was praying every day, even though I wasn't reading the word every single day. But I encourage you to become passionate about your prayer time. Be consistent with your prayer time. Don't just show up and ask God for something. Be consistent and know that when you come on even behalf of others, it takes the focus off of you and it's on someone else who needs it. Trust me, sometimes somebody needs it much more than you do. And it's one of the best places where God can speak is in prayer. Ask for clarity and for perfect discernment as you pray. Isaiah 55.11 says, So shall my voice be that goes forth from my mouth, and it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent. Since God's word can't return to him void, I recommend to anyone facing daily life challenges to really search the scriptures for answers and take them to God in prayer. We have the authority given to us in Jesus' name to pray over our circumstances in our lives. True intercession takes place here. If you haven't read any book on the power of prayer, I recommend you do this now. I receive so much revelation when I consistently take time to understand the posture of my prayers. Law number four, develop stabilizers. This is the practical application of you building up your spiritual muscles that will help you to have balance. And athletic stabilizer muscles work to keep certain parts of the body stable and steady so you don't cave. What is also prevalent is that stabilizers are easy muscles to train. In the spiritual, you use prayer, studying the word and being flexible and listening to the voice of God so that you don't give in to your emotions and move outside of who you are physically and mentally. You've been praying, meditating on the word. This is again the practical application of the word in your life that helps you in the natural and in the spiritual. It is where the situations and circumstances that take place in life Don't take you over the top emotionally or mentally. It is where you learn to speak life from the core of your being. When I was fighting God on my purpose and going through the dry spell with my faith at the same time, I was walking in a lot of emotional turmoil relationally, professionally, and personally. And it took a few years for me even to remember that these laws existed. I learned and still am learning to develop the ability to not let my emotions get the best of me. Proverbs 16.11 says, A just balance and skills belong to the Lord. All the weights of the bag are his concern. 
The ability to have balance emotionally has allowed me to laugh at myself and be okay with who I am. And trust me, I do a lot of laughing at myself nowadays. (laughs) I have to share a situation that ties into a really powerful dream I had some years ago. I was part of a small group when my children were younger with some of our neighbors, my children's best friends, parents, and some of their classmates. First, I have to share this dream baffled me for quite some time. In this dream, there was a lot going on in the first part of dream. That is too much to share. But what was important is what was happening at the end of the dream. There were these trees blowing hard and it was blowing me as well. But I was stable in the dream, even with the winds blowing. I was reaching up and asking God, where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? As I come back down from the trees, I say to a group of people standing in a circle, see, I knew God really did love me and I wake up. I was praying for revelation concerning the dream. What was the significance of the wind and the trees blowing? The trees were blowing so hard in the wind that every time the wind blew in natural everyday life, it would take me back to the dream. But the revelation of the dream was this. The leader of our group, Andrew, was describing a biosphere community that was built quite a number of years, I believe, in Utah to prove that people could live in a perfect environment. Well, in this biosphere environment, the trees began to die after four months. We know there is no such thing as a perfect environment. As Andrew explained, the trees need wind in order to survive. The resistance of the wind gives the trees strength. Let's look at this in the natural for myself. See, God allowed the wind to blow in my life so that I would be able to have resistance and gain strength through my circumstances and situations. By applying the word of God consistently, I have the power and authority given to me by Christ to speak to the situation. What has been life-giving is this. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. What kept me in bondage, I now have the power and the authority to speak life and be delivered over fears and situations that look hopeless. When this global pandemic, COVID-19, happened, in the beginning, I believed was one of them. I wasn't quite certain what was next since so many things were changing so fast. As you can see, In this pandemic, my next level focus of my yes is now available on this podcast. You see, I have the ability to stand against the storms of life and lean on the word and not my own understanding. You and I gain power through the word of God. There is no greater advantage than having knowledge through the scriptures to fight the daily issues that compound us to keep us from living God's best. We gain so much spiritual strength to destroy the bondage that consistently tries to hinder and hold you back. And that is not what God would prefer. Law number five, train movement. I will use this in an athletic situation so that it's easier to understand. See, when you train for a sport, you want to train movement, not motion. Motion only works for that moment. I really look at this as emotion from a spiritual perspective. When you train movement, you train body transitions. Whatever situation that occurs in life, you have to know what is to be used for the kingdom and what needs to be shelved or for later and what needs to be thrown out so that you don't take yourself back to unhealthy places in life, whether it is spiritually or naturally. You learn how to not react to situations. You learn how to not panic. If you lean on those four principles of letting go and letting God, reading his word, taking it to him in prayer, and then the practical application of it. This creates a flow of the transitions of your life and not reacting based on emotions. You develop a spiritual muscle that the enemy can't come against. 
These combined, as I spoke about this last week, is catching my character up to my anointing. And it's catching your character up to your anointing. Just know that whatever you are walking through right now, if you have been through it before and you didn't conquer it, it could quite possibly be that God is catching your character up to your anointing. There will be moments of your life where it will be between you and God. As I told myself, relax, don't be so rigid, don't be so hard on yourself. God loves you so much. And just know that it's not everything in life is what it seems. Keep fasting and praying. And fasting is something we didn't talk about. It'll be in another podcast. Don't lose sight. The true lover of your soul is ever present. If you find yourself wondering, why in the world am I trusting God for something that looks bleak and hopeless and absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt, not even feasible or real? Do not allow fear and doubt to paralyze you. Whatever the lesson is, it's not about you. Well, not completely. Just know it is also to help someone else out. So train your mind, your will, and your emotions to not react to everything. Tell that negative committee that meets in your head to sit down and be quiet. Fight, fight, fight the urge to be hasty in your responses to life circumstances. Get your emotions in check. What I said I have learned and am still learning that I can trust that God is on my side. Remember, I said God is fighting for you. In order to be effective in life, all of these things have to work in coordination with one another. You are taught how to pull all of these muscle groups together. When you do these things, it's refining them and perfecting them. And at the meantime, God will perfect that which concerns you. As I get ready to close out this episode, if you listened last week, you heard me share how the weight of the world became so heavy that one day I curled up in a ball and told God, if you're taking me, take me. And when I woke up the next morning, I was angry, but knew that God had a purpose and a plan for my life. What I didn't share is when I got back up, I said, okay, Lord, since I am still here, deliver me from me and use me for your glory. That was just the beginning. I am here today and God is using me for his glory. So what do you mean, Cheryl, God is using you for his glory? Well, if it was up to me, I would still be doing what I love best, advertising. I love what I did. It was my identity and my idol. Now, God allowed me to do me for quite a number of years because I was working with ministries and nonprofits and I knew God was telling me 10 years ago it was time to transition into full-time ministry or into ministry. I did things when it was convenient, not what's thinking about my covenant with God. I would admit because of fears, failures, hurts, I mean deep hurts, that I thought God didn't love me and had absolutely deserted me. But it was me that was conveniently using God. I was angry because things weren't going my way. I was homeless. My self-esteem was getting the best of me. And I was not living this elevated life that God had set apart for me. Today, I can say that I do live an elevated life. It has been a journey and it's not over yet. It has helped me to walk into becoming the transformational leader that God had rightly appointed for me today. I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you come back next week where we will begin our series, or you may have guessed it already, on transformational leadership. In this series, I will have one of my favorite guests join us on one of our episodes that I have had on my shows for years to talk about his new book and share his journey on transformational leadership. If you would like to reach out with questions, if you have a comment, 
or need additional details, you can email me at elevated at selfesteemelevated.org. Bye for now. Thanks for joining Elevated Life, wisdom that transforms. Don't forget to check out our website at selfesteemelevated.org and follow us on social media at Self Esteem Elevated. Until next time, be blessed.